Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float podcast, where float centers thrive. Uh, the bit is we say what we're into at the beginning of the episode or how many of something. I I don't know how to do this bit today. I don't know how to manage. Hi, my name's Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon, and I don't know how to uh, manage employees. <laughs> my name is Gloria Morris, and I own Float 60. I, hmm. <laughs> I love my team. Yes. But there is always something to deal with. Um, and I, I will get into this later, but um, yes, it, it is a challenge every day to kind of bring out the best in everyone individually. Mm. Mm. And this is Drew from New Hampshire in New Hampshire Float. And uh, yeah, managing people is not my strength. <laughs> And it's definitely a weakness, and this will be interesting. So I'm excited for this episode. Nice. So you, usually we have some preamble before we hit the record button, talk about the episode. You know, uh, yeah. And uh, tonight I didn't even let my co-host know what we were talking about. So that's why we're fumbling through that because uh, I really wanted this to just be a little, I guess, raw um, on where we're at, and then ideally really organically build towards helping each other out with this, um, or at least for me, helping me out. Um, and then uh, it sounds perhaps like we could all use some help with this. But um, also, I know a lot of people listen to these episodes, um, you know, later in the week or month or year after the release. And uh, with that being said, for the people who are listening within the same week of it being released, I'd love to hear your feedback, you know, tag Art of the Float in your posts or comment on um, Art of the Float's post on this, whether it's in the Float Collective or its general post. I'd love some some insights from everybody else on their, their management techniques because I'm sure there's a lot more knowledge out there on this than just what our three hosts have tonight. Kim is not here tonight. I'm going to pour one out for her. We'll, we'll hopefully see her next week. Uh, let's see here. So, a uh, little bit of backstory. I've told this, I think, in little bits and pieces over... Um, over the you know last few weeks and months, but uh, let's see here. We had a big shift in management at the float shop, and um, we've had a lot of turnover since then with employees. Uh, we have brought on an absolutely awesome manager who is kicking butt, um, and at the same time, um, like basically, we really dropped the ball. We dropped the ball big. Um, I think Sandra and I weren't at the float shop enough. We weren't showing. We didn't continue the vibe of the shop as we stepped away. And our previous manager, Emily, who is awesome, did an excellent job of that while we were gone. And then when she left, like the spark kind of left as well. And so people just didn't have this like guiding light to, to shine them in, in how we run things and everything and how, how we do. And so, you know, we've been in the shop a whole lot more. I feel like, I mean, business has really turned around recently. We had um, 2019 had, had its ups and downs. And ever since the holidays, we've been really strong, and I'm, I'm happy about that. But there's still major issues that go on, and it's really the little things. There's nobody, like, just, like, I, I don't care about this place, you know, whatever. I punch in, I punch out. Like, everybody seems to care, you know? Like, everybody seems to have heart in what we're doing, yet we make logbook posts in Helm, <laughs> www.flowhelm.com is where you want to go to schedule a tour of your scheduling <laughs> software where you can logbook nice about, segue. yeah, this is actually rolling into, a, <laughs> into an ad read here, um, <laughs> where you can have this constant dialogue of what's going on in your center. And we are 
so funny enough, like this really is part of what we're doing is rebuilding how we do logbook. Um, so it's not just, you know, somebody needs to do this or, you know, some, call this person back. It's at the end of every single shift, say like, you know, here's the full turnover. This is how I'm feeling, you know, just really um, dump what you're feeling right before you leave the shop. And we used to do that very constantly. It's really helpful. And we're starting to, to build that back up. Um, so that's something that you can find in FloatHelm. FloatHelm.com is where you want to go to schedule a free tour to uh, see how their scheduling software can work for you and your float center. Obviously, we have massage and acupuncture, so it's more than just float centers now. It can do a lot of really cool stuff. So, yes. Um, <sighs> salt is on the walls. Um, customers aren't being greeted with a glass of water. You know, like... These are things where it's like, yeah, of course there's salt on the walls. And of course you can't expect your employee every single time to be just like walking right up to them with a glass of water and like just bringing that energy that Sandra and I like to bring. Um, and then there are little things like, well, you may have listened to our laundry episode. Uh, like, hey, don't fill up the, the washer all the way. We've been talking about this for eight years. Uh, you know, fill it up about halfway and we get through more laundry that way because the dryer just fills up with laundry and then it doesn't dry. So there are things like that that going back in the day, I would micromanage. People really got irritated with me micromanaging. So me stepping back was a good thing. I had to let go of, of things to a certain degree. Um, but overall, the shop still ran really well, right? The energy was there. Things are clean, yada, yada, yada. And then with this latest transition, it's been difficult finding that right balance of how much do I say when am I micromanaging? How come they're not listening to our manager as well, by the way, who's also making posts in logbook, um, you know, emailing, trying trying to get people up to snuff, and, it, and it's not happening. It's like, well, how many times am I supposed to post this in logbook? How many times am I supposed to say this? Because it's kind of like, then I'm like nagging? I'm like, what? I, I have zero interest in nagging. That's not me. Uh, so that's where I'm at, and I'm just curious... Does this resonate with you guys? Does this sound familiar? Do you have all the answers? Please tell me you do and what I can do to improve. Okay, Is that well, the right synopsis? Did I, did, do you feel like you got all the details there? Yeah, and I feel <laughs> like you green. just described my day today. Because oh, God, it's, okay. It's so weird because it. it's true. Like Those listening, uh, Dylan has been great about giving us kind of the topic early, but... This was completely impromptu. I did not expect to talk about this. And it literally happened today, almost to the T, what you're describing. It's just, but it's true. It's it's crazy how you, you're bringing this up right now. I, I, I was in the brink of tears oh, earlier. Wow. Yeah. I was at the brink of That's why I'm taking a little state. edible and having a, <laughs> <laughs> pouring myself a drink. <laughs> So I don't have the answers and thus far my only answers are to like, I'm not hiring any more people and as people leave, I'm fine with <laughs> it and I'm just going to reduce my hours and <laughs> totally. take a break from the employee thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how you train somebody to wipe the salt off. Like, hey, yeah. how do you not notice that? Yeah. Or to not see how the setups are all messy and kind of offline a little bit and just moving them a couple inches makes it look awesome but they don't see that type of thing and 
I don't know what the answers are. I know that I've previously worked in fine dining restaurants and the type of cleanliness I expect in my float center is equivalent to what nice. I have learned in previous fine dining restaurants sure. where you do look down at the ground to see if there's anything out of the ordinary. Right, where absolutely. you do look at the walls or you're paying attention because I'm sure in, in your float centers, like different angles of different lighting show yeah. different things. Yeah, and, totally. Right? Yeah. So you kind of have to have a keen eye for those things. And I don't know how you train that. After you do the initial training, I, that's mm -hmm. what I've run into trouble with. How do you keep up on people to notice those things? Because it's difficult to train somebody who doesn't have that mentality of, oh, this place has to be really clean. And the right. expectation, yeah, I'm wearing um, board shorts, right? But this place, Lulu, lemon, yeah. <laughs> but my, <laughs> but my flow center is as clean as those fine dining restaurants that I've worked at previously. Right, right, right. So, um, I think I don't know what the right answer is to get to that, but it's hard when you leave other people in charge. Can I ask Gloria? Can I ask? This is my idea. That the idea that it started popping up in my head today. After I, I wrote a long logbook post, um, what do you think about just being there and like basically shadowing shifts and like kind of just be like, okay, great. Before anybody goes on break, we do laundry now. Like that's just what we do. We yeah. do laundry now. And uh, now we what, go upstairs and we look for yeah. salt. We wipe it you down. You know, it, it is that type of oversight and role that I envision for our senior leaders mm. on the team and you know because mm -hmm. we do have we have a lot of people working but you know can you do that and just kind of work a shift and show the standard i think it all comes to standards right and if we don't have the standards written down and practiced and measured it's not going to happen like tell me about the measurement part so okay so drew you come from that Fine dining, fine dining background and hospitality, you know, I do too. And so everything is measured in a service standard. So if you sit down at a table, you're supposed to be greeted in 10 seconds, right? So these th types of things are measured. So in the context of a float studio, if a customer comes out of the float room, you know, there should be a metric. You greet them with water or tea within 10 seconds, right? Um, I'm saying all this and I'm completely frustrated because I grew up as a hospitality person and I'm supposed to be so organized and, you know, have all this shit together. And I don't have that. Mm. We used to have it. We don't practice it anymore, you know? So I don't know. Does that... Tell me, tell me about that part. You used to have it. What happened to it? Well, it's just a, a matter of implementation and leadership, right? So we... So you have the documentation of like, okay... We did this, have a You should very, be greeting them in 10 we, seconds. We didn't measure it to out. that extent you sure. know i think yeah. that yeah. comes in when you've got a machine running and you know you've sure. measured what those metrics are but you know just the the measurement of having the standards out there we had that in the very beginning we had huh. you know a skeleton of what the minimum required information needed to be communicated and you know that mm -hmm. a lot of people have that um i just think the answer is you know number one i'm not there right that's the number one thing if if I'm not yeah, if I'm not yeah. there to enforce it or have people you know feel like they should do it around me, it's not going to happen, right? See, that sucks. Like, it, I really wish they were like, 
I want this person to know why we have vinegar in the shower. Like, well, part yeah. of my pride is that we have great intros at the float shop. Yeah, like, right. And call me egotistical, but I think we got the best. You yeah. Know? And of course, I'm sure somebody out there has better, but that's how I feel about how we give our intros. Well, it, and, yeah. And, and I'm like, I mean, not only do we train extensively on it, not, not only do we have several layers of documentation for people to read, reread, and train on, but like, how come you don't want them to know that? You know, I like, when I right. hear somebody doesn't know something about what's in the room and they got their intro from us, I'm shocked. Yeah. And I'm angry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what, I, I don't want an employee to be like, I need Gloria over my shoulder to make me feel like I should talk about the vinegar. Yeah, you know and I'm that's saying? not yeah, and that's not fair. I, I mean, that's the extreme, right? But if if okay, like my my team is really really good. Okay, the and, difference oh. is the standard that you have, right? Your expectation on what good is, and their expectation, you know, what they're doing. Right. They're doing good. We right. want them to be be doing great and exemplary and perfect every right. time. So, sorry, did I go on a tangent? Soapbox. It's a good tangent. Soapbox. These are good. These are good soapboxes. Um, but I do just want a really important put in here. I do think my staff is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really important for me to note. I really love everybody I work with. I've had times where I don't look forward to the person that I'm working with, and that sucks. Uh, I really like the team that we have. Yeah. And there are missing pieces, right? And there are pieces that aren't. It's like we got the whole rugby team here, but. Like, for, for whatever reason, we're not able to move the ball all the way across the court. And it's weird because we've got this stellar team. Like, I really believe in each player. But, like, cohesively, it's not all coming together to score. Right, right. I don't know why I made it just a, a rugby <laughs> analogy. I'm sure two people even watch rugby. But uh, <laughs> but you understand the gist? Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. It's, it's tough. I mean, it is just not everybody has the same motivations. And yesterday I had a... A meeting with my um, two two of my people in Indiana, and we were just talking about the you know kind of lack of consistency, right? And they admitted it themselves. Mm. So I think again, like the breakdown is the standards. It's usually the process, not the people, right? So I always go back mm. to the process and think, what are we not measuring? What are we incentivizing? What are we you know, mm. kind of putting into place. So when I had this meeting last night, we talked about, believe it or not, we talked a lot about mindfulness because if mindfulness is at play, they're thinking about the presence of the guest and they're thinking about the presence of their coworker and are they yes. poisoning each other, right? So, we, so yes. we're going to have a mindfulness training session at the end of March. Uh, the lady that I meditate with is going to come in and teach it. And I'm hoping that that kind of brings everything back up to a, a level that's acceptable. Interesting. Yeah. I also, I love, for me personally, working at the float center is a practice in presence. Like it's just being the present for another human being. Right. And same thing with like giving intros, like what an opportunity to practice presence and connect with another human. Absolutely. Um, and I do talk about that with our staff, but maybe I should tap into that more. Um, and, and, and actually even kind of like standardize that. Not, not that you can measure it, um, but, you know, have that be part, more part of our documentation and training. Absolutely. And conversation through Logbook. So here's my thought is I do think that things change when the owner is not there or a, an authority is not there. Mm. And I think that the level that an 
owner at a float center the that exceptional level that they want they'll do themselves because it's their place and they have that pride and that ownership and i don't think that when they step away that the other people who are left there will have that same work ethic mm-hmm. and desire and i think that that is the struggle for people with employees is that mm-hmm. you need time away the hope is that you can step back and continue to actually uh, make you know positive cash flow slash make income while other people do the work mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. your hard work got you to a spot where you can step back mm-hmm. and it's a smooth running machine but it's finding those people mm-hmm. which i think I don't I have failed miserably at yeah. so it that's where it's hard to find those people who are going to give you that quality with something that they're not really vested in and I think that's where it will show with not taking the extra step to clean something or rushing through uh an intro because someone showed up a little late so then they don't get told everything and you know even for me that puts me into tough spots sometimes and maybe I I'm I know I don't probably explain it well enough to my employees but also certain things have to be done from my standpoint I think about insurance purposes I think mm-hmm. about um you know not being negligent and other people my employees don't yeah. think of that and they'll do something sure. and I'll say no. no why we don't do that right. because they could trip and fall and break an arm and then I get sued yeah. right so you got to think and I don't know how you without being there, right? Because you don't know what's going on when you're not there. So without being there and continuously reinforcing the right way to do things is difficult and it's stressful. And for people who take pride and ownership in what they're doing, it's really hard to let go of that control. So, you know, the, the only thing about your way or no way is Mm -hmm. when you do have this kind of absentee, absentee ownership operator model, Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very tough to kind of get the employees to understand this is their company, not the owner's company. And today, as a matter of fact, I was kind of frustrated. I was telling Drew, you know, I, one of my really good tenured leadership team people, you know, just basically said to me, you know, this is just a job to people. They don't care. Wow. Um, you know, well, he, you know, and that's, Probably not fair. I took it. The story in my mind was they didn't care because it's a job to them and it's you, not them. And so I don't know. See, I'm off on a tangent again. Gosh, too much, too much drinking over here or something. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but, (laughs) or something. Um, It's that kind of day. It's that kind of day. But I was just going through this today. And when he said that to me, that's what made me, you know, choke up because this really is not my company. I don't get paid. In fact, I'm not. I'm not getting paid at all. Like, that's their job, right? right. That's it's th- where they work every day. So, it's it's very difficult for me to hear something like that because I feel like I've created a company for other people, not me, right? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very interesting way to put it. Yeah. Um, and I and I agree with it. That I, in a lot of ways, that's exactly what it is. You've created this entity that is, yeah. is its own thing 
I think I'm a little one step removed from what Drew was describing of like the letting go thing. Cause I've, I feel like I have been through like, not everything can be a 10 all the time. Like eight is okay. Right. Like, so I'm at the point where like most people walking into the yes. shop at an eight, super happy. Like everything's great. Right. My problem is then when things are now at a six or a seven. Right. And again, like the team is good. How come we're playing at a six or a seven is where I'm like, what am I missing as a manager or imparting yeah. onto my manager to get this team to play at a higher caliber? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And exactly. it's been something that I've been tripping over because we like we hit rock bottom. Like we did a terrible job. We were training people very poorly. We we were just scattered. I mean, the two kids, businesses. I mean, yeah. there's just so much going on. We just I always want to use this really bad expression, but we really uh, messed things up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. we, we kind of hit the bottom. And, and Sandra, whenever I say that, she's like, we did not hit rock bottom. Don't say that we hit rock bottom, but we were nowhere yeah. near rock bottom. I'm like, okay, right. that's fair. That's very fair. Um, but it felt like it to me. Um, but even through the recovery, we're not, like, some of the magic of our youth isn't there. And yeah. some of the magic of, like, just the feeling. Now, mind mm-hmm. you, like, just tonight, an employee I was working with is just like, man, I had such a hard day. I walked in. And it just all left. Like, I just, it just feels so good to come in here. I love working here. Like, just had some really sweet things to say. Yeah, and that is we, awesome. We kind of get that from our staff. Like, it's a nice, safe place for people. We take care of each other. We take care of others, our employees. Or, excuse me, our clients. So, what am I missing? What is this magic, this fairy dust I need, this skill set I need? Drew is not jumping on the mic you, on this one. So, okay, so this this, <laughs> I, I this definitely too. <laughs> it, it yeah. begs the question. So, uh, in your absence, <laughs> it, in your absence, is there any like official management there? Yes, not not every shift, but yeah, we have a manager there for forty hours out of the week, essentially. And and so, what what do they do? What is part of their job description that kind of holds those? people to a standard is there one is that part of their job or is it just Mm -hmm. yeah kind of yeah yeah and so we do have a lot of documentation i do think we need refresh documentation but the Mm -hmm. other thing is uh, a lot of it the way i see it is like i'll say it to her and then she'll put it out to either a specific employee or employees so like Right. So I'm not all, it's weird to have two bosses, right? It's like weird to have a manager right. and then their manager exactly. also commenting on you. So she yes. is the one who's yes. going to put those communications out. But she is definitely not just holding back, waiting for me to tell her stuff. She's like, hey, how come this isn't getting done? I mean, she doesn't say it like that. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, she communicates it out to people. Yeah. And she's also been experiencing this frustration. Like, she's been a manager before. This is not her first rodeo. And she's like, why, why are people not responding to this? This is weird, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I just I ask because I'm struggling with the question on whether or not I should have a manager at each location. Uh-huh. Because I don't. So like Northwest Indiana runs really with my minimal oversight. Um it I feel like the people we have are kind of running it. But mm-hmm. my question right now is because I walked in and I noticed like we just had deep clean and the shelves are dusty and you know, huh. it's little things like I noticed a pause when somebody came out of the room, you were on your phone and didn't get up to, you know, greet the customer right away. So I know if I'm there noticing these things, then how often could they be going on? Right. And how much worse too, if the boss lady is right there and you're you're lagging. And then I think to myself, well, this is my fault because I'm not there. 
I'm yeah. their management and I'm a remote manager. I'm like Charlie's Angels on a, you know, intercom box. Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drew and I have said <laughs> it before. <All> three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're my they're my idols. But um, yeah, so I've been contemplating: do I hide? Do I have to invest in somebody to maintain peace amongst the employees? Exemplary customer service and just oversight, right? Like it's uh, you. I, 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 in- Especially with multiple set, I mean, you gotta have a manager, right? Well, like, no, no, I do. Like this loca- this Indiana location yeah. is close to me, and then the two Chicago locations are managed by basically one person. Okay. You know, sometimes one and a half. Um, so yeah, it's there is a manager. There's not a manager at each location, but I feel like there should be, even from a. Yeah. A sales I mean, it, perspective, it's like somebody mm. needs to be in charge of monitoring the metrics that we look at nice. yeah. on a day-to-day basis. Right. Nice in theory, but am I doing it? No. Right? right. I mean, it, it takes right. investment. Massive investment. And then what you're also getting to, uh, now we're really going into the weeds here, is then that person needs extra time to be doing their work, right? Like they can't just be at the front desk working yes. doing that stuff. Okay, and... so that's another great thing that you brought up because I had this dialogue so I pay somebody to be there, not on shift, basically, is what uh-huh. it was designed. You know, in theory, it was supposed to be a little bit of, of each, but basically sure. they're off the shift and they're doing, like, fixing tanks. Like, we have a broken motor in one of the tanks today. Um, so it's it's like at some point you have to have oversight. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to me, you can do those type of things between clients and you should be able to work part of your shift in the studio, right? So right. I'm, I'm going through all of that as of today, really, literally. Although, although that, yeah, amazing. it is amazing. Like, you can just drop – we could record an episode, like, any day out of the week, any month out of the year, and we would just have so much to talk about from the exact day we just experienced. Right, <laughs> so exactly. Funny. Yes. Uh, but uh, I also think you can, ha- can have, like, a lead – Oh, so yeah, uh, but but by the way, like having extra hours, but them being in the shop is still really difficult because I still try to do that at the shop. <laughs> like, still try to get work done. Yeah, and when it's you're hard. available, and then you also want to be friendly, right? You want to have conversations. You want to catch up. And exactly. Then, and then what? You're yeah. In an ideal situation where you have unlimited income to do it, it would be ideal to have somebody, right? But man, in the absence of that, it's it's a tough, real tough exactly. call. So. Okay, so I've been sitting here thinking, and I think that um, fear is a motivator, and having a boss, I'm not necessarily saying people are are afraid of a boss, but a boss is an authority figure, Mm. and people at least respect that, Mm. and will act differently when a boss is around than when a boss is not around, and while people are floating... If people do what they got to do, there's some downtime, right? And for me, I don't care what, once everything's done, I don't care what my employees are doing. Text away on your phone. If someone calls, answer it. If someone comes in, talk to them. But once everything's done, you have to, so people bang it out, get stuff done. And I think that when someone's not around to keep that in check, it's easy to be on the phone a little bit longer to not flip mm. that laundry one extra time. Absolutely. Do your homework. Do your You're homework. Right. Reading a book. <laughs> I love yep. finding books at the front desk. It's always my favorite thing. Yeah. Doodles. Novels. Doodles are my favorite. Novels. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
and they get sloppy and having some type of authority there to keep that in check, I do think is important. And uh, I, that's part of having, um, I guess, oversight, right, is having someone that's there. But I do think just by the nature of the downtime of the float, and I, at least for me, I don't have any other services. So when people are floating, there's downtime. Yeah, That just, it gets easier to kind of have a little more downtime and to do a little right. bit less. Right. And Oh, it's been a long day, and I That's came so in after true. my day job, and now I'm working my part-time gig, and the effort just decreases, right? Yeah. So that's where my struggle is. I am not good at identifying people to come in and be that person that right. could be in charge and see things the way I see them. And right. maybe part of that is that I don't want to pay someone the money that it would take to do that mm -hmm. because it would yeah. probably take more money, and then I would make less, and I think, mm. all right, forget it. I'll just do it myself. And then that's probably why I'm burning out. But <laughs> well, um, and that's and tough for me to gonna, hear. Yeah. I, I've, I've had, I felt like I've been in the pocket, right? Like I've been in the zone where it's like, we, we got this, like things are gelling, you know? So I have a hard time with like, this is out of my scope or I can't afford it. Okay. So I have to chime in on this, Drew, because as much as I was complaining and before you jumped on Dylan, we were talking about employee stress, but, um, so funny. <laughs> I still go back to the, the premise that you as an owner who was doing everything yourself being there to, you know, handle everything A to Z instead of like balancing that with an employee, you do a disservice. You may not know you look as, burned out as you are you may think you're faking it to the customer but people yeah. who float get it yeah. they're like a lot of times they're they're understanding they're reading the room and i think it's more expensive to you mentally physically spiritually to not have an employee than it is to have one hmm. and even if they're not as good they're they're 60 percent as good there's a there's a i'm now i'm going into <laughs> Another tangent, the tangent episode. And 90% of her language is with her hands right now. <laughs> there's, yes, there's, there's a point of... Great for podcasts. You know, <laughs> there's, there's a point where there's a balance, like 80% is good enough. Sure, yes, yes. Right? Yes. So I just I, wonder... Yeah, I agree. No, I agree with find that. find someone. I agree with that. Yeah, I just, I haven't, and, you know, I... Yeah, you, these are great questions. I don't have the answers to them. Uh, I was I hoping I for more did. answers tonight. It's a little yeah. frustrating. But dude, how about this? Maybe those people aren't right for the float shop. Because I hear, I've heard you say Possible. that the manager is great. The manager can't get through to them. So maybe those employees mm. have run their course at the shop and it's time for them to have changes and yeah. find people who are more responsive to that manager if the manager is doing so well. Uh, yeah, so I, um, hmm. I like to take ownership. Um, I like to, when something happens, it's my fault. Um, because in, in some way, you know, I, I could take a lot of ownership, you know, and, and then with the, if, if I have ownership, then I can fix it. Um, if I'm like on you, then I can't fix it. Like pretty, pretty standard. But, um, I feel like there is a way to communicate something as a teacher, as somebody who's done a lot of teaching in his life. 
I've never felt like it's my students' fault. They can't learn what I'm trying to teach. It's that I need the correct way of communicating it to them that's palatable to them to consume it or embody right. it. And yes. that's why when I'm in this place of management, I'm like, I don't, There, there's got to be a way to get this team playing ball, right? Like get them jazzed about it, excited, looking for the salt on the walls, making sure things are vacuumed. Uh, Gloria, you mentioned when uh, the door opens, you know, getting greeting them at the front. For me, it's the person who's on their phone that you hear the door open from the float room, but they're not going to clean. I'm like, what the, what the what? Like it is rock time. It is time to clean as soon as somebody opens one of those doors. Sorry, tangent again, but uh, just had to share that one. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is somebody sitting around when pe- float rooms are need to be yeah. cleaned. Um, so it, it makes my skin crawl for sure. Right. <laughs> exactly. So the, the question is, um, to me, what tools do I need to acquire or what different take? You know, we actually talked about this on another episode, like with jujitsu. It's like if you're struggling, there's an easier way to flip them over. Right. Or like there's a finish. You don't have to be fighting with his arm. There's a chokehold right yeah. there. You know, if you just yeah. go with the flow instead of you, really you focusing and trying to get this. Before I think. Yes. I think I heard you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, art of the fight. I, it's a great, art of the great fight. Podcast, Ron. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I do wish we had a little bit more um, coming to to answers stuff. I mean, we have we've had a little bit of that, but. Well, okay. I can chime in on this too. So Please. as. I think tomorrow I have a call with a professional consultant that I'm kind of meeting with as a, he's doing me a favor. It's not, I'm not paying for it because I can't afford to do that right now. But um, we, I'm thinking about bringing in a professional sales coach oh, and wow. then I'm having this mindfulness exercise at one of the locations, right? I really do believe that it comes down to mindfulness. As crazy as that is, if you really think about that in its most simplistic form, if your employees are mindful and they're practicing mindfulness, all of these different things elevate. I really believe that. Absolutely. I, I wish I could look at <laughs> screenshot your face like you're looking at me like, what is she talking about? Not at all. No, I, no, I'm with you too. Yeah. Full agreement with this. Like, I think... Yes, practicing presence is going to, yes, absolutely. So those are some answers, right? The other mm. question is, do you hire an oversight? Do you, do you right. find a supervisor? Um, I, I don't have the answer on that, but that's definitely another question, right? And and as uh, Drew was talking about, um, and you kind of just talked about it with a manager, but the hiring, am I hiring, or do I need to fire and rehire type thing? Yes. Um, that is like a good Am I overly confident in, a, in the hires that we had? Um, again, I really like who we've got, but maybe I am like, if it was, if I had made that hire instead of letting somebody else make the hire, would I have chosen this person or would I look for a different something, which has come up right. in the past with managers hiring? That's an interesting. Yeah. Now, a, another thing you brought up way earlier, I don't even know if we were recording yet. You were talking about the logbook, right? That was on air. Yeah. Yeah, Flowhelm.com, so schedule a free tour. That, mm-hmm. That's right. So we use the logbook big time, and it used to be very unstructured, but we, you know, every day, your shift, you write a recap of your shift. And Sweet. some of the things we, we did start to structure them because some of those things can be out of control, and you can see some like underlying employee attacking going on. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, like this person didn't 
clean this or they don't say the name but they'll infer like right morning crew day crew night crew battle it's called exactly. dry snitching yes that i yeah, love that's what that. we call it yeah. dry snitching exactly yeah. drew so yeah. i'm going to totally write that down but instead of that and leaving it like free form we now have a we had we rolled out a structure maybe six months ago so i got to go back and like really hmm. hone in this again but they were supposed to talk about um any memberships or packages or you know significant transactions that they had they would list right then they would talk about anything that they couldn't get to on their task list for the next shift so like hey i didn't get a chance to put a load of laundry in so it's a good like communication tool mea culpa so if something doesn't get done and you didn't put it in there then there's like elevation right yeah yeah so it's based but we have the task that we have used in the past so you kind of have to do it um, and then it was something else, like just positive summary was the idea. Oh, cool. So I mean, that, that was the theory. And that brings a little bit of accountability, like yeah. self-peer accountability. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what naturally happens when you're writing in logbook. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Can I just add also um, the economy is in a good spot so it's also Mm. difficult to find these employees Mm. and at least here in new hampshire we're at like a 2.6 percent unemployment rate so yeah it's not exactly the cream of the crop who are walking around unemployed looking for a Mm. job to be the awesome person i need at my flow center you know what i mean so that's the other i want to like defend myself a little bit with the fact that um, the pool I'm working with might not be the best pool of <laughs> potential people. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, um, if people are struggling to find people, that could be one of the one of the things. And also, when I started my business, I had a business partner, and maybe he would have been better at the employee thing, right? And it's hard, at least Do you from think my standpoint. He no, I don't. No, I'm I don't. Just I'm just, no, absolutely no, not. I would be shocked. But if it's you not saying hypothetical. <laughs> just yeah. hypothetical, right? Like, it's I, a nice I Black Mirror episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to nail that down. But it's hard. What do you do when you say when you know? Like, I'm not good at that. But like, what else? Like, who do who do you turn to to find someone who is good at that? When I'm not, I know I'm not good at finding an employee who I need to help me. Yeah. Right. It's a tough spot to be in. I don't know. And, and I always come back to saying, like, you have to hire for what you don't have, right? Mm. So if it's an outside contractor or, you know, like like me, I, I know that I am not doing the best that could be done for Float 60 because of my bandwidth, right? So I want to hire at least somebody to help fill the gaps in training on sales and training on that but mm-hmm. i'm convinced that that's the only way to do it and it's expensive and unreasonable to do it sometimes but i think i'm amazed at some of the free resources that are out there too hmm. right go on so we you know like youtube videos oh, on oh, okay customer service right hmm. so even like having those and just posting them to your to your team that maybe that would motivate or you know but who does that right yeah, I don't know about I'm not sensing a lot of love coming my way from posting some customer yeah, service videos. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. All right. Thanks, boss. Scratch that really, idea. really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. No, but there there is some value in that if you're just kind of if it's part of a a training, right? Where you just get sure. reminded of you know, in the hospitality industry, we used to have um they were called meetups. So before your shift you not meetups, huddles. Ah. 
you would huddle and then kind of talk about what's happening oh, cool. in the shift, right? To kind of get people fired up. So kind of yeah. that concept of virtually. And I also yeah. think even though it's usually just like two, and I know with you, Gloria, sometimes it's three people on shift, but like mm-hmm. that huddle is still important, right? Like for us, yeah. it's 30 minutes before the top of the hour is when somebody comes into work. So they punch in and then there's that little like, okay, so, you know, we have one person going in for massage, uh, one person come out here, there's some mobility issues, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. You just cover all the, the little things in that that huddle or scrum mm-hmm. if you want another rugby yeah. reference. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Um, Drew, did you, are, did you find like a business therapist? Are you still searching? No, I'm still looking. Yeah, I am looking for somebody. And, um, I have, um, I I think we were off here when I was saying I I reduced some of my hours and Mm -hmm. I've gone ahead in my schedule and blocked some things off so that I could give myself more time to, to do things. Um, still, I feel like everything is going well and, as far as business goes, it's going well, but I definitely am struggling with some things internally and, mm. um, you know, still even trying to think, find out what I want to do with my life because it's not necessarily going to the float center every single day and, right. um, you know, um, trying to find somebody. I, I find working with the employees to be a, a almost a full-time job in its own right. And... It's hard to spend the time and drop everything to focus on that and get better at that. And I, you know, and so about that, and and maybe that will be your answer to what I just what I'm about to ask is, what are your thoughts on you know interviewing pers- somebody with kind of glorious style of like here's a grid of what I need. This part is low priority, or this part another employee covers really well. Like these are the points I really need, and interviewing for those things specifically, and then the second step that I I feel like you might think is way too much work is during like the first week of training and watching them be quick to be like, no, this isn't good enough. And just being so willing to not let somebody get on board. Um, Or does that just sound like way too much work? Yeah, no, it sounds like way too much work. But but the upside is that investment. It's the investment. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I'm choosing not to do that. Like I know, that I know, like, I'm very self-aware. Like, I know I'm not putting the time in to get better at that. And the only way I will is if I do it. But it's definitely a struggle, and I'm not ready to commit to it, and I'd rather close down and do by appointment only. And I'll be in charge and kind of live my life and find a better balance that means, oh, don't forget, I'm in charge, and I get to close down because I'm the boss. And I say that well, I don't need the money, so I'm fine. Yeah. I'll shut down and go do something else. That's, right? so I, part of me is like, I hear you saying like, I just keep my money under my bed. And I'm like, you could be investing that in the stock market. It's going to pay dividends, but it's not money. It's like your energy, you know? And yeah. um, and so, you're like, yeah. yeah, I could be throwing it in the stock market, but I need to buy bread. I got to pay rent. Like there are these basic yeah. things that need to be met. So I don't even have the capital to be throwing, to be investing into training employees to that level and wasting time, you know, quote unquote, wasting time on hiring and interviews. So maybe that is just like the total right answer right now is just like what you've described, taking time off, letting employees go as they go, not being as hell bent on the uh, overall revenue every month. That's a big, uh, my, I think mindset in anything you do is really important and having confidence is extremely important. And being able to identify your own deficiencies is important to success. And when, at least for me, 
I am just not good with the employee side of things. I do not want to invest the time into that. I'd rather <laughs> shut down and be quiet for two. I can get so mm. much more done on my right. own for various things. And to me, that's more valuable. All of a sudden, I've started putting a dollar value on my time and where it's valuable to me in the goals that I have. And taking the time to try to get somebody who, I mean, I'm kind of old for nine-ish on employee. Wow. Like, I don't have a good track record right Which now. Which is wild because you're, you're so charismatic. You're, you're so personable and you, like, have this eye for detail. It's funny to me that there's a... There's something lost in translation with customers, or excuse me, employees. Employees, me too, Dylan. Because <laughs> I, I, I think I, I think I explain things, or you know, I, oh, God, totally. Right, you know how it goes, and then it's, it's I've already told you this you. twenty yeah. times, and you haven't paid attention. And mm. WTF, yeah. you know. So rather, <laughs> and then that adds to my stress. Right. Yeah. Long term, it is not sustainable. And for a lot of people who do open float centers, they're entrepreneurs and also want to do other things. So yeah. it's not just necessarily the, I think the monotony of some of the same things over and over again can get old for certain types of people. And right. um, I don't know if that adds to it, but yeah, yeah I try to, I'm, I've turned a leaf. I'm trying to make life easier on myself and find a better balance and look at things differently and change my mentality from grind, 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 get every float that I can to, I don't need that extra float. I can yeah. go spend some time at home with the wife and dogs, you know. I think it's cool that you said that you were going through the exercise of putting like money on your time. That that's a really interesting concept. I mm -hmm. think it would be uh interesting to find out how to quantify that cuz it means a lot. Yep. Well, and when I started to open this float center, I was working full time at a different job. And then it was, what did I do with my time after that job? I threw my entire world into learning about opening a float center and building a float center. And then once it actually opened, now I see that from eight in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, I can have floats and there's a certain dollar amount. I can do three floats an hour. It's 200 um, or three floats in appointment, $207 every two hours. I can put it a real value on my time right. during that time, right? Yes, yes, yes. How do you mm -hmm. value the time that you invested to get to that point? I'm not really sure yet, yeah, but I do great, know it's a lot. that, right. And I so much. <laughs> have a couple other business ventures I, I want to do and my time I want to put into those and it's valuable right. to me. And I'd rather shut down early, work on those things, than spend that time not doing those things and trying to get my point across to an employee who might screw something up and make me have to stay there till three in the morning anyway. Right. Hmm. Which has happened. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> which has happened. <laughs> so, <sighs> yeah, it's all tough stuff. It's interesting. So if you're stuff. out there, you're not alone. We're yeah, all no trying kidding, to figure right? that out. Yeah, too. there's I think no real is... answers to it. You got to figure well, it out, do what's best for you, kind of. Mm -hmm. Or maybe there are answers, Dylan. We're going to find them. I'd love to. Yeah, I know, right? Like, please gonna write us. <laughs> write us. And and that is part of, like, what I'm feeling at the end of this is not, like, this full, like, sense of resolution of with a uh, plan to implement, but to start, what okay, what am I missing? What do I need to do here? I like a lot of what Gloria said with more metrics and um, documentation. Um, you've brought up some interesting stuff for me about the actual hiring 
uh, process of what we've done, I kind of want to reflect on, you know, are these people, do I just like them? Do are they, they just fit in well in the community or are these solid employees? I want to have spent some, some time reflecting on that and I want to figure out um, if retraining needs to be happening, how people feel about me being there more, which could be difficult uh, with our lifestyle with kids. Um, but I'm, the, some good stuff has been brought up for me that makes me want to look deeper because I do think the answers are out there, right? Like, I bet there is a coach I could have or a therapist or somebody that could be like, implement this, this or this is your job as Mr. Manager to do for the next week. And then I would see results, right? And then over the months, see more and more results. Like, I believe the answers are out there. It's just about finding them. And instead of doing a ton of research prepping and coming up with the answer and then recording this episode, <laughs> you're catching me the yeah. night of showing up being like, ah. yeah. and I appreciate that you did that. Thank you. Nope. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was very great timing. Great timing. Gloria, did you, are you leaving this episode with any ideas on what you want to either implement next or investigate next? Yeah. So I do want to pursue the sales coach. Like I mentioned, we're going to have the meditation for my, my team, um, in Indiana. And, you know, I just think that I need to get back to measuring the standards and measure, like setting the standards and then measuring them through the process. Cool. Cool. I dig it. Drew, I feel like you might've just shared all of yours, but is there anything else you want to say about what you're leaving tonight's episode with? No, I'm, it sounds like a lot of work to find the right employees. (laughs) It just, it sounds like such a struggle and, um, it is. Yeah, I mean, maybe someday I'll get there, but or who knows? Maybe the universe sends someone my way, and hmm. the, yeah, you know, I'm not closed off to anything. But if the right person showed interest and really liked it, I'd be open to it, and that would be a great help. Interesting. Right? Okay. But, yeah. Hmm. Well, another heavy episode. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> uh, before we go, uh, some people have brought up something uh, very valid that uh, our Patreon sponsors have not been getting shout outs for some time. And a lot of people have signed up and not get gotten their names said on air. So I'm going to start trying to catch up on that. And big thanks to everybody who is supporting us. Duke Kelso, thank you so much. Nina Olson, thank you for supporting us. Danielle Servone, Iana Healy, Ora Ton- to- Tonoido. Melody Frazier, Anna Melovich, Shawnee Kyle, Mladen Stajan, oh boy, Stajanovic, Nathan Evans, I just have to say it fast, Pamela, <laughs> Pamela Sarah, D- uh, Dimitar Minkov, Corey, Remley G. Jones, Francis Milben, Valerie Titford, Lena, Parker Morris, thank you, sir. And I'm going to take a break there, but thanks to everybody, all of you guys, for supporting us. That is so cool. Thanks for tuning yeah, in. Yeah, excellent job, guys. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> it really Kudos. is so awesome. Thank you so much. And and know that it is uh, nowhere said that your name will be pronounced correctly when it's said on air. So <laughs> I, I apologize for butchering everybody's names, but I truly thank you for supporting us. And thanks to everybody who listens to us each and every week. It is so cool and exciting to know that there's this voice within the, the float industry that is heard amongst so many within the community. And we get to commiserate on times like this and share information on other episodes, be up, kept abreast of research and what's going on with the different organizations. It's just really cool that this exists. And I love being part of it. And uh, in that vein, I love Gloria and Drew being here, too. And Kim, who's not here this week, uh, being part of this because uh, it's just a really cool special project that uh, that I enjoy. So thank you, guys. And thanks, Kim, also for taking show notes. 
Patreon, uh, if you're not aware already, we have a bunch of tiers going on for Patreon. Photos, athletic photos, video, all really cool things that you can help um, boost your media reach. Get eyeballs on your social media, on your email blasts, all that stuff. Get those target demographics you're looking for. That's our aim, is to make that all easy for you in a really affordable way. Thanks to FloatAway, Ginny and Colin, making the float around float cabins, couples float cabins, open float arounds. The Tranquility is what we own. It's got starlights in the ceiling. They just have a vast array of float tanks that are super friendly for people to get into. And uh, we love ours at the float shop. Uh, And our customers really enjoy our float tanks at our float shop as well. And I think your customers will enjoy them as well. Floataway.com is where you want to go. Let them know. Dylan and the guys at Art of the Float Podcast sent you. All right. I think I'm running out of steam. (laughs) It's time to put a fork in this one. Uh, Let's see here. As always, Gloria, you're going to have to help me with this one. Gloria, the Oprah of podcasting. You get a new flow center. You get a new flow center. You get a new flow center. You get an awesome employee. You get an awesome employee. Look under your seat. I'm so embarrassed. That's so funny. Uh, Cute comment, though. I appreciate it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I saw that. And was like, yes, that is absolutely true. Gloria is the Oprah of the flow. Oh my gosh, I'm blushing. It. I'm blushing. You guys are too much. Too much. <laughs> uh, thanks to Charlene uh, Barbara Mason for that awesome comment. Now forever, Gloria is our Oprah. All right. <laughs> Until next time, remember, you get a new car. Enjoy. <laughs>